Amen. All right, let's open our Bibles to the book of Judges. I'm going to continue, try to quickly wrap up Judges chapter 6, the kind of man God uses. I remembered I read a scripture that talked about if you, let me just, see a man that's diligent, promotion comes. Amen. I might remember that. Promotion comes. That's so, so much so we need to begin to understand certain principles so we can get certain results. Now, the, the question of your purpose, a lot of people are wondering, are asking, are thinking, are, you know, God send me, God use me, God do you see me, God when, God how, what about me? And we learned last week that God is right in the middle, amen, of your now. Your tomorrow or your future is what? A combination of what? So let us maximize our what now. All right, praise God. So let's, I want to use a case study. It's one of the things you must understand about the faithfulness of God. One of the prerequisites of getting your own is to how you're faithful in another man's business. John 16 verse 12. So anyone that is saying, God, where's God, me, my future, my tomorrow, the question I have for you this morning, what do you have in front of you? What do you have in front of you? What are you doing with what you have right now? What are you doing with where you are right now? Because the Bible says in the book of John 16 verse 12, let's read that first. And if Okay, and if ye have not been faithful in that which is another, another's, who will give you that which is your own? So, simply put, another man's business is your training ground to show God that you are ready for your own. Did somebody get that? Another man's business, another man's endeavor, another man's whatever is another man's. Somebody borrows you a car, how you use that car. Somebody gives you something, how you steward someone else's thing right, is a testament that you're ready for yours. So if you're saying, God, I'm ready for mine, I have a question for you. What have you done with someone else's thing? Their business. How have you spent the time of someone's, of another organization? How have you stewarded someone else's mother, neighbor, whatever? What have you? Children, are you ready for yours? Amplify says, if you have not been faithful in the use of that earthly wealth, which belongs to another, whether God or man, and of which you are a trustee, who will give you your own? So whether it's someone else's own, whether it's of God, whether, so it means to say in church, God's work, how you steward God's work elsewhere. You know, a lot of people, I'm, I'm studying, so I'm not saying everybody that is doing this is wrong, but I'm saying we're seeing a lot of people pioneer things that they should be actually be collaborating on. They are pioneering things that should actually be serving somewhere else. So everybody feels, like, oh, no, no, I have an idea, which is great. And I'm speaking especially in terms of the mountain of religion, which is great, to be honest. But I realized that, you see, what makes great a call is not just getting it done, but the power of doing it right and remaining in allness while you do it and finishing well and then having the capacity to lead God's people, not out of bitterness, but to make them better. And then the ability to finish strong. What am I saying? It is very possible to start a thing, but at the end of it, you are broken. You are battered, and that's not the best of God. So what makes something work is not just the fact that, oh, it's a great idea, I did it, and it works. It's at the end of the day, hope you've not compromised. Hope you're still standing well. Not at the end of the day, you are, now you are, so you are suspecting everybody. Ah, all men are scam. Mm. Ministry, that's how they mm. Oh, church, uh, something has happened in between. Praise God. 
So, the question of your purpose. Can we just celebrate this man? Only me, four mics today alone. And I've not even started my message. Praise God. So I'm here for someone that is asking, oh, what's my purpose? Because I see a lot of people go, my purpose, or oh, what am I? And you are right in the middle of it. Remember last week, I'm in the middle of it. You are right in the middle of what God is doing. So let's go to Judges chapter 6. Um, one of the things I said about the man God uses is number one, he's always doing, everybody, read all through scripture, they were doing something. They were, everybody got, they were doing something. Albeit, Maybe it was not so successful. Nobody was idle and was called of the Lord. Nobody was long. I said, what are you doing? I'm chilling. I'm waiting for the angel. You were doing something because you see, what you're doing, you're being faithful with the little or where you are. That is what guarantees you the next phase. I always say this. Your next level is not an escape route of your present level. A lot of people are waiting for the next level and jeopardizing their present level. Forgetting that your present level is preparing you to propel you into your next level. Praise God. So now Gideon, Judges 6, 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat under the tree and where Oprah, which... <clears throat> Something very interesting. God has God pays attention to details. How many of you have noticed? <laughs> you are reading scripture, the son of Jesus. I'm like, what's my... like? And then I realized something very, let me just say this by the side. If you read the book of Nehemiah, in fact, Chronicles, you have about eight, nine chapters, just about children, this is begat, this, and begat. And you're like, guess what? God is interested in family. God is interested in where you're coming from. God is interested in planting. Why is God always laboring to tell us the son of, so nobody can hide. He knows. He'll tell you the son of Adash. So that means there are three sons of Adash. But this one is Gideon, the son of Adash. So you can't hide under someone else's label. Because God takes record of everybody. I'm like, yo, he takes record of everybody. The son of this, the, he, oof. Anyways, I said that because I'm seeing it again. It belongs to Joash, the Abrahite, while his son, Ab Gideon, look at this, threshed with, no, not with, threshed with, Forgive me, please. Threshed wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. Before now, Bishop opened our eyes, I think four weeks ago, to some guys before Gideon. I remember that funny, what's that one with the funny name? Eru, Ebu, Ehud, that one. I, I can't get over it. <laughs> one man to bring down an army. So again, Israelites have seen, God has sent them. Midianites were not just oppressing, they were wicked. They will cook things. They, will cut. they don't want to eat it. They will destroy it. But look at, in this kind of situation, what should someone like Gideon do? Give excuses why he can't go out. Give excuses why his children should die. Like, oh, children, you know what's happening outside? Outside is not smiling. But what did he do? This talks about, I'm trying to show you the traits of a man. One of the people that God used, they don't give excuses. They find a way around it. Because you see, why would you trash weeds in the wine press, it doesn't make mistake. But guess what? This same strategic mindset is what God used when He was going to use Him to deliver His children. You see, there's no skill you're developing that is a waste to God. Some of you are wondering, I mean, why God has called me to nations, but I'm 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 assisting somebody in marketing, like marketing nations. What happened? Trust me, there's something about that knowledge that God is going to use. God has sent you, I, I, I know of a doctor that is also a lawyer. 
Don't ask me how. <laughs> he did one before and he realized he had passion for another. But what I'm saying is that God uses everything. Now look at this. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, now, the angel of the Lord knows where you are and will find you right there. Right there. What, at the point, the angel did not appear to him storing away. He didn't appear to him doing, oh, I'm telling you, even the guys that I read last week about Matthew, where they were given his, the, 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 when the Lord was recruiting people, the Bible says he found them where? At the market. And when he said, what are you doing here? He said, nobody employed us. He didn't give them the money. I said, oh, let me just bless you. He said, no, come, let me employ you. God honors work. You know, the Lord was saying to me this week, he was reminding me, I was just having a conversation. And God said to me, in Genesis 1, they added to work. So don't ever use the word I'm hustling. That is you saying you are still under the curse of the law. When God created everything in Genesis, work was an expression of love and worship. Because they had everything they needed in, in the garden. So what are they working for? It must not have been for food. It must not have been for whatever. They had it. Of course, they were cultivated to use it, but they had it. The same thing, work has purpose in it. Work is a form of worship. Work is an expression of who you are, of who God is through you. Work is creating solution and things. Amen? So this guy was there pressing. The Lord said, mighty man of valor. You know, that's opposite of what? If he was really a mighty man, he should be, he should be threshing the wheat with his full chest. And say, come on, Midianites, come and get me. God saw a man hiding. God saw a man afraid and said, you're a mighty man of valor. Why? God saw beyond what he was doing that it takes courage to even come out. It takes courage to even take the first step. So God recognizes your little step. That I want to come early to church. I'm, I'm going to fast and pray. I'm going to deny myself. Whilst they're telling you, you know, you bring down Goliath. God is seeing you still playing with the puppy. God is seeing you taking down the puppy. God's like, well done, girl. I said, just have more puppies. Before you know it, the same strength, the same courage will bring down Goliath. I'm explaining to somebody today. God is not marking you the way you're marking yourself. Oh my God, I failed. I don't read my Bible yesterday. So that means the angel. Something funny happened to me this week. Hmm. I'm trying to say the short version. So, for those that um, somebody passed on. So I was having a conversation. <laughs> I was having a conversation. I was processing with God. The next moment, I started feeling funny. I said, ah, God, you will, you will. And of course, the devil started saying to me that, ah, hey, because of the question you were asking. Now, I wasn't questioning God. I was having a conversation with God. I was asking questions, God, how do we navigate this issue? How do people deal with loss and they, they, they are, you are in faith? And like, how do we explain faith to people so people don't feel like God has failed them if they don't see an outcome? I was just having a conversation. I started feeling pain. <laughs> and immediately, I was telling my husband, I said, I said, ah, God, you are a great God. Because the first thing I do is, ah, God is trying to prove a point to you. Now, you see, your knowledge of God will counter such lies immediately. Immediately. So God was not looking at me like, you, you dare come to me. He said, come, let's reason together. So immediately, I kid you not, it crossed my mind. I'm like, ah. And I said, no, no, no. I said it out like, that's not the nature of my father. Some of you need to learn to begin to say things out about the nature of your father. Because if it was miracle alone, Israelites should not be where they were. These guys were living, breathing, talking miracles. They were seeing things. They saw Red Sea. They saw, they heard all the story, yet they did not believe. So what, back to what I'm saying. God is not, some of you feel like God is angry because I thought about it that, is this God real? And that's why I want to take questions today because 
I, we had a conversation with some people Friday, Saturday. And I told people to ask questions. Because I know people were, I mean, this is a very renowned person that still died and everything. And people were beginning to fear and, you know, contemplate things. And I'm amazed at what people are thinking about. And I want us to know that even as a church, we are open to, let's talk about questions. Because those things you are thinking about, I cover it with the blood of Jesus. I cover it with the blood of Jesus. They see you outside. So glory to God. Highly favor. But in your mind, your mind is dancing something else. And then they say, how are you doing? No, no, God is good and it's all almighty, all glory, all glorious. The question is, do you really believe it? So I'm getting ready to see something I never see. Was it the beats or the song or the, or the revelation behind the song you were dancing to? Or the combination of everything? So Gideon, I don't know if there's any Gideon in the house. You've heard stories about the goodness of God. Because you will see it here. It says, oh my Lord, Gideon said, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with you, then why has this happened to us? And where are all these miracles our father told us? He told us something about Gideon. That's not the fact of what he was going through. Gideon remembered the stories of God. That means somewhere he was hoping for a, man, a miracle. Even though it looks like things are happening, is anybody still hoping for a miracle? Because hope deferred make the heart sick, make the heart sick. But God will not, God will not turn away that expectation of the righteous. So Gideon said to the angel, why has this happened to us? And the Lord said to him, Go in the might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Go in the might of yours. Go in this might. Somebody say in this might. So what is the might that you have? All you can do right now, in your now, you, your future is, you see yourself, I mean, you see yourself, that you hear people say, I just, fin I just came down from the mount, I just fasted 40 days. I know you have never fasted 40 days. Raise your hand. Don't feel bad. Toby's like, what? One day, say, <laughs> How many of you hear people say, and I heard the Lord said, I just heard the voice. How many of you have heard it, and you wish you could hear audible voice? Anybody? Audible voice. How many of you have seen people pray for the sick and they get well? You, you have used oil, and you rubbed your grandmother all over, and the headache is still there. And I wonder, God, need you call me? Anybody? You've prayed for people. I remember one event, somebody came, person was, <laughs> so this event, People were getting healed. I went to Mr. Somewhere. That is about maybe five or six years ago. I went to Mr. Somewhere. People were getting healed. Boom, boom. Ah, God be praised. That's how they were calling people. Be coming. Ah. So they called one man to come. The Golgotha of them, as in, is it Golgotha? No. Golgotha. I said, wow. I for, forgive me, church. You see, I'm so, I'm so in sync with scripture. My God, that's not it. Golgotha is where they crucified Christ. Golta. Goita. I said, go, go. You get the point. See, that's why God starts to go in my mind. He's using me like that. So I saw the man with the Goita. He came. The, and he said, Baba, you coming. People have been healed. Ah. And I said, pray. I said, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Because it's God that would do it. One of the things I've trained myself is not, I'm not the healer. God is. So God, you're the one that would do it. Listen, and gentlemen, in my eyes, I saw the thing reducing. But in the physical, the thing did not reduce till I left there. I could have left there and said, like Gideon, where are the miracles of the fathers? And to be honest, you see, the angel did not get angry at that question. Because there's a difference between asking God question and questioning God. When you ask God question, you're seeking to understand for deeper revelation. When you question God, it's to judge him unfaithful. And to judge negatively the character of God. 
And we know we prayed, I prayed for them, we prayed, prayed, prayed. I realized that, you know, it's time to go. And I left there broken. Not broken, embarrassed, but I left there broken like God. I believe you that a time has come where this will not happen again. Like God, you healed everybody that came to you. I'm saying to people that, you see, the enemy has cornered you by the things you've not seen. That you've now turned the stories you've heard about God as tales, like they're just lies. That mm, somebody that conjoined. I know there are people here that you probably think that some of the miracles in the Bible. Some people think that Bible is a combination of just brought in, there's a book that's not there. You see, all this explanation. Have you ever had edit before and God healed you? Anybody? Okay. Have you ever, have you ever been in need and the Lord delivered you? Anybody? So I tell myself when I get there and it's looking like, because one of the issues right now is the issue of cancer. Amen? I'm like, maybe cancer. Maybe. I said, wait a minute. Cancer has a name. And the same way edit. You know, once in over 200 centuries, malaria used to be like cancer. But he bowed. I said, no, God, he will bow. A combination of what divine healing and God giving somebody wisdom for, for medicine. Because you understand that medicine is not anti-God. Are you aware? So, who are the Gideons in the house today? That's who I've come to. When you've heard story, okay, P.I., where you are, where you are doing, your miracle will meet you, your purpose is at the place that you need to be. I've been at this place all my life and I've not seen anything miraculous happen. God says you get ready for the miraculous. Is somebody ready for that? Because that's what we want to pray into. Somebody get ready for the miraculous. Because I've told you last week, get your walk. I don't want anybody living there. It's by your walk that you get these things done. Because look at the next verse. You know the rest of the story. God said it will send him. Go to verse 7. Then Gideon and all the people who were with him rose early and encamped. A man that had nothing, after the anointing, he called for army and the king. And the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many. Somebody say too many. Can I tell you something? Somebody here, your, your entrance to your breakthrough is too much. Your head is too, what's the word? You know too much. You know too much, but you know too little. Let me explain. Your head knows so much, your heart knows nothing. Why? Because it's with heart you believe. Your spirit is so, is, your spirit is starved. But you see your logic. Ah, so I say, God gave you that gift. Yes, your logic, blah, blah, blah. But the idea is that all these things must subject itself to what? To the knowledge of God. That scripture that um, Elvis quoted this morning. He said, casting out every imagination and thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Listen, everything in life cannot be explained. And we have to be okay with that. And as I tell people, maybe somebody lost someone. I say, no, the Lord take care. The Lord will it. Be careful. Sometimes all you need to do is just be quiet and be there for them. Because sometimes the things you say can even be worse. You say, don't worry. Maybe it's the thing. Mm -mm. Pray for them. Be there with them. Amen. He said, the men with you are too, they are too, they are too many. There's somebody, God is saying, what I'm about to do, your calculation is injuring me. Your calculation is, an, is, become, is becoming an obstacle. Because you cannot see, because one plus one, since you have been one plus one, five years, is not turning to two. I had a testimony last week that blew my mind completely. Somebody I love so much, like 
a marriage testimony, how it happened. You know, we hear people that say someone this week. Now, in as much as we say, oh, don't just be a generation of looking for gifts. I love what Bishop said this morning. But be, don't be a generation that you think that you have to work for what you get. Everything, like I work for it, nobody can. There's no blessing. The blessing of God is work. The blessing of God is also the blessing. Meaning God can choose to bless you through any channel. Just make sure that you're doing what you need to do. Amen. This person, as at some weeks ago, had no relationship. This person, as some weeks after, is planning to get married. And it's not one of those I met you. And guess what is most interesting? Someone that has been there all along. And she said something to me. She said, P.I., it's like I woke up. It's like night and day. And she said, truly, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. What am I saying? Get ready for the miraculous. Gideon was not idle. Don't give excuses. Do the best you can. Yes, the country is this. Yes, the country is that. Yes, this is happening. But do the best what you can and let God be God. I told you last week, God said, a lot of people are worrying over what I can do. And I have a track record of never failing. You are the one that you should be concerned about yourself. He has never had a track record of failing. He has used people without pedigree, without anything. He has fed people with nothing. So you do your part. Praise God. Now, he said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many to give me the million hands, lest they think that, lest they claim the glory for themselves, saying, my own hand saved me. Now, therefore, proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once. And 22,000 of the people returned, and 10,000, 22,000. 22,000 people turned back. They said they were warriors. So they were fearful warriors. I want you to think about that. How many of us are disqualifying ourselves because of fear? Because of fear. Because of fear. Some of us look all together. We look great. We speak in tongues. But some of you cannot sleep without lights being on. Praise God. If they mistakenly take that light, you start acting like African magic. You, I know of somebody very dear to me. She will put on torch. If they off the lights, torch must be on. Some of you have to open the door. Am I speaking to somebody here? There's somebody here that you're afraid of darkness. God is going to conquer that today. The miraculous has come. Fear. Half of the time. You know, the fear of what Naomi will eat made her to leave Israel. Because she was afraid that they would die. Praise God. When she came back to Israel, people saw, is that not Naomi? Meaning the people that saw her, they knew her. So they actually did not die. Did you get that? Fear. Naomi. Because if it's new people, they just bought his new breed. <laughs> it was iPhone 11. It was not there. They knew Naomi. They said, Naomi, look at you. Say, don't call me Naomi. So she knew them too, right? I'm saying, man, oh, more, they don't die. You. Look at the many things you think it will consume you, but look at you standing today. How many of you didn't like maths? And jam, you, you only hear jam. Say, jam. Like, wow, when I'll, I'll do jam. Praise God. Please, can you remember the pain of your jam days? You can, it's, not, it's the list of your worry right now. Why? Some things are looking insurmountable today because of fear. If only you trust God. If only you trust God.
Am I speaking to somebody? Another thing I said about Gideon. So they said, let's fear, fearful men went back. Now we're looking at the story of men that God will use. And we've seen the life of Gideon. Gideon, take them back. God said there are too many. <laughs> 10,000 men left. Bring them to the water and I'll test them for, for, for you there. God said, I will do it. Whoever drinks the water this way, you know the story, will stay. Whoever drinks the water that way will go. So he brought the people down to the water and the Lord said to him, everyone will lapse from the water with his tongue as a dog laps. He will just set apart by himself. Like us, whoever gets down on his knees to drink. And number of people will lap, putting their hand to their mouth was 300 men. But all the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said, by the 300 men, by the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hands. Let all the people go home, every man to his place. And then when the Lord was going to deliver them, it was miraculous. Somebody say miraculous. Why is it important to be, to maximize your now? Maximize your now so that you can appreciate the miracle the Lord brings out of your now. So God said to him, 300 men to fight an enemy. 300 men. Let me see. Can somebody quickly, okay. There was, um, if you read further, I don't want to read all of it because I have one more case study. If you read further till the end, Gideon overtook them, broke them by 300 men. This guys. This are army that they have been threatening them for ages. And when God was going to deliver them, he used 300 men. What am I saying? You have what it takes. It's inside you. It's inside you. You have what it takes. Only all you have to do is let God partner with what he has put inside of you. You have what it takes to change your life, to change your life, move to the next season. You have all it takes. See that faith? As small as a mustard seed. That faith, that's your little, I've not fasted 40 days, but you can fast one day. That's your, oh God, my prayer is just 30 minutes. Be consistent with it. Be consistent with it and desire something more. What I've seen is a lot of people are so preoccupied of the more and they miss out on the now. You are praying for more. God, give me more. I want to do more. But the now that you have been given, you are making a mess of it. Because of an idea of a future. That is actually a combination of your now well put together. Praise God. So God will always meet you at the place of your assignment. The question of Noah, I've said about Gideon now. The miraculous. God delivered. I'm showing you this guy's works, but God still did a miracle. Abraham, to a land I will show you. Bring your son, Isaac. How does it make sense? One child became the grandfather of a nation until today. How does it make sense? How? Noah, I want, to, I want you to build an ark. How we, so if Noah finished building the ark, is it Noah that will make the rain to come? They've never seen, by the way, you know they've never seen rain before. Are you guys aware? You're not aware. Aware. <laughs> Read the context of the scripture. People were laughing at rain. And it fell. There is no way. Even the flood of today. How many years is this? How many years, Bible scholar? How many years was that rain? Mm-hmm. 40? 40 days. How long did the boat float for? Sir? One year. Going. Oh, yeah, now. Somebody should check. I'm going somewhere. If you have questions, please, ushers, I want to take questions. What, it doesn't have to be about this. Any question at all that you have. You have questions there already. If you have more questions, please put it there. How many, how many days? 150 days. 
that the boat was floating. My question is, and then one rain wiped out. What am I saying? You do your part and let God do the miraculous. I kept thinking about the church all through the week. I said, Lord, even as we do our work, let me give you an example. As I'm doing my work, I'm doing what I can do. My life does not add up. Like, it, with all my efforts, I can't say, oh, my effort got me here. Because guess what? Even that effort is the grace of God. Is somebody with me? So what I'm saying is, do your part and let God do his own. Be faithful with the little you have and let God bring the multiplication. Another woman that's, that was so interesting for, to me was Ruth. How will Ruth become the only second woman that has a name in the Bible? The one that will be the great, great something of Jesus. Sha, you know there are just two women in the genealogy of Jesus? Are we aware? Somebody say amen. amen. Say after me. I will read my Bible more often. Please stop going to Bible for only promise. You miss out on all the juices and all the other things inside. You will never appreciate the promise if you don't understand the context. So read, let's read our Bible. Yeah? So they will not, you know, how many of you know this scripture? Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Like the song. Now, hope you know that there's a next part to that version. What's the next part? He said, but it has been revealed to you. So that promise, you're saying, Lord, eyes have not seen. Oh, me, I've not seen. I've not heard. I've not. What I'm saying is that there are a lot of things we quote that we quote them out of context. Even that the violence shall take care of it by votes. Assignments, go and read it within the context. How many of you realize that I would say, cast now every margin? No, we bring every stronghold. Do you know that's for that translation? If you read the whole context, we're talking about thoughts. The stronghold is not one man in your village doing atumopo. Hey, as they call a child, the kind of child will be. The first, <laughs> the first thing that the, that scripture is talking about is what? Your thoughts. Let's be students of the word. Go back and read context. Amen. So Ruth was going to be this woman. But you know what I saw that interests me about Ruth? I said it last week, guys. There was no way that she had any angelic visitation. Ruth did not have angelic visitation. Papa. Ruth did not have Mary situation. Does say the Lord, you have found favor. What am I saying? A lot of people are waiting for spectacular and they're not fulfilling purpose. Forgetting that the, spe you, if you, the spectacular alone is not the supernatural. Do you know to love is supernatural? To forgive is supernatural? To give is supernatural. Oh, how many of you just like giving off? You just like blessing everybody on the road? Were you like that overnight? Praise God. Let's talk now. Were you like that overnight? It is supernatural to be all of these things. Why am I going this route? Please, be faithful with your now. Even if it looks mundane. But God is a rewarder of the things that look mundane. God is a rewarder of the things that look mundane. So do your work and let God add to it. The Lord told Gideon, I'm going to, I've chosen you. You're a man of valor. Though you are hiding, but I appreciate your effort. Somebody say, E for effort. Yes. God is like, I appreciate your effort. I see that you are trying. I see you're still standing. I see that you're still praying. I see that you're still believing. I still, but don't give up and say, ah, well, country hard though. Ah, everybody's doing it. No, 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 everybody's doing it. You know how I know? You see, when Elijah tried that card of, I'm the only one, he ended in premium tears. How? 
Elijah went to God. I'm the only one serving you. God gave him food and said, I have 700 that has not bowed. You know what I think is supernatural? Not how Elijah was fed, but how did God feed the 700? Did you get that? Nobody, there was no script. The script did not tell us how God fed the 700. He just told us how God fed one man. So sometimes, sorry, 7,000. Hey, wow. Read your Bible. Some of you kept quiet. 700. Not everybody. I want to Wow. New revelation. There were actually 700. No, 7,000. Yes. Pastor can do miss it. So you must know your Bible yourself. So 7,000. He said, you have 7,000 that have not bowed. But God did not tell you how he fed 7,000. Meaning, some of you are just seeing a few people. And I think that's the only people that God is blessing. That's why we only celebrate what is seen. Because it's visible doesn't mean it's significant. And because it's not visible doesn't mean it's not significant. What do I mean? Some of us, you, you already have the friends. You, God has blessed you with the right people. But no, it's not social worthy. It's not social media worthy. There's no Instagrammable. All of the, if you look at your friend, you are angry. When will you be? When will you make it in life? You don't even know. How, this one cannot even, can't even take a picture. You, eh? But you don't know that maybe that is right there is your Elizabeth. But because no, you have seen online, oh, we just came back from the... I'm not saying it's bad. They just came back from somewhere. Focus on your own. You might not be in that place yet, but where is the place? Is it Yabule that is your own friend's place? Is it that you guys cannot travel out to do vacation away where you can just sleep over? My point is, if you focus on just one person that has been celebrated in the limelight, you forget the miracle of 7,000 that you don't see. The same thing in your life. That one problem that has made you to be angry with God is not compared to the 7,000 order that God has done. That one thing, God, if you don't do this, is it the God of marriage alone? Is it the God of just your needs? What about God? What can I do for you? How can I serve you? However, I know that not everybody gets there over time. And I sense that some people are angry with God. Some of you are just push God one side. Whoops. I mean, when you're ready, you do it. God, I worship you. Shall I not say that? But, um, because you have, some of you are afraid of hell. I don't want to go to a fire. So I'll just... <laughs> so I'll just be serving you God. I'll be serving you God, but hopefully God. <clears throat> anyway, if you do it, do it. Oh, at least I can eat, I can. That's how some of you feel towards God. Oh, no, go shame us. God, no, go shame us. And I'm saying you're missing out on a beautiful relationship with God. Something happened to me yesterday. And I picked the promise. <laughs> I showed my husband, I said, ah, see the promise I picked. He said, guess, say what is the promise? I said, this suffering is nothing compared to the joy. I took my, I, I took it, my, I said, thank you, Lord. I give you all the praise. I want to read a testimony to you. I don't, I didn't, I didn't ask, I won't mention the name of the person. Um, where's Moji? Can I read that testimony? The one, you, can I, yeah, yeah, sorry, I've not told you the person. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like I don't know that when I called the name that I was telling the person. <laughs> when I was coming to church this morning, I just felt like, you know what, let's just have a conversation. Let's take questions. Be faithful. How many of you promise to be faithful with what you've done going forward? Be faithful. Begin to thank God for what you have. Some of you are earning what you used to daydream before. But now it's like... Mm. That's himself. God, when will you send it, Lord? Lord God, I'm ready for the overflow. You know, some of us, the overflow is going to start from where you are. God will begin to give you a, 
the overflow perspective of where you are. Aye. Somebody's not catching that. All of a sudden, it's the same salary, but now it's as if it's not running out. Do you know that's supernatural? I'm trying to tell someone that God is saying, get ready for the supernatural. But when they declare things like this, all you're looking at is your GT account. Is it going up or down? Have you not seen the favor where you are remembered by God and all of a sudden, somebody gave a testimony that you didn't touch your salary for a month. That we're still gathered in a building like this in Nigeria to pray. Even though our, some of our brothers and sisters can't dare this where they are. It's a testimony the Lord you can do this in those other places. It's bad, Nigeria bad, Nigeria bad. Airport is not empty. It's so great right now. He's, you can hold on to it. It's so great right now that a particular country is telling some airlines, don't bring people. Reduce your time of coming in. Somebody, can you think over your life now? I said, Lord, I want to focus on the now. Take a moment and think about your now. Maybe not too beautiful, not too great. Find something beautiful in your now. That I know you were in church together. We just danced together. Some people don't have that. Just take a moment and say, Lord, thank you. Now, think about three people that you are grateful to God for. Can I be in here, people pray in the house? And just mention them to God. I say, Lord, I thank you for these three people. Some of you went through the toughest season of your life, but you're standing today. Can you appreciate God for that? We're focusing on our now. And we're saying thank you, Jesus, for our now. In Jesus' name. Another example of someone that I'll focus on is now. And he met the miraculous was Moses. The day was going to see burning bush. They didn't announce to him, Moses, get up today. Walk to the walk to your forest. He's been doing it for 40 years. What am I saying? Sometimes you are, not sometimes, you are in the middle of it. Someone said, I'm in the middle of it. It might not look like it, but you are in the middle of it. Moses was going, doing what he was doing, and that was when he saw the burning bush. This is Moses that's tried to, to his own strength. Kill Egyptians. Last, he ended tears. He ran 40 years extra. Another example, David. When they came to anoint David, David was not even there. I'm telling somebody that you cannot orchestrate your way to that favor of God by yourself. You have to trust God. If it's about being at, you know, you know, be at the right place at the right time, put yourself together. I mean, there's a place for that. Put your best foot forward. I believe that. Do the best thing you can do. But there's some place, no matter how best you can, you are not there. Except the Lord build the house, the laborer labor in vain. Finish. Meaning they will labor, but it's in vain. Except the Lord build the house, the builders build in vain. Meaning they built, but it's in vain. What am I saying? David, they came to anoint the father of, I don't, I mean, parents here, is it possible? Maybe. <laughs> they forgot, the, the mother, they forgot the child. Well, if that's the Bible says, can the mother forget a suckling child? Almost like a father, David, aka, they almost they forgot. They actually forgot David. But because there's one that can never forget you. God is not confused. You see, you cannot use, you cannot lose like I look alike to claim someone's blessing when it comes to God. God knows the person. So though they look like you, like I'm the one you are looking for, God said, No, no, no. We're not sitting down. Is there any other son? Hi. Can somebody take that in? Is there any other son? Say, we're not going to sit until he comes. I'm saying to somebody that you might think that you are missing out. 
You have to deal with the spirit of FOMO, fear of missing out in this generation. You keep doing what God has called you to do. Be faithful with where you are. Whatever needs to align to you will come to you. As long as you're doing your part. Amen? Peter, another example of guy that was doing something. I'm just looking at people. There was none of them that just said, you know what, it's over. I'm not, I'm not. At least most of the people God used were doing something. They were doing something. Peter was fishing. Paul, how big it was not great that he was doing. Paul was killing people. <laughs> killing the people he would become. Killing them passionately. But guess what? God needed that passion. Who do you think? If you read the book of 2 Corinthians, before we go, let me, before I read, let's read 2 Corinthians 11. Let me show you something. Praise God. Somebody say I'm in the middle of it. You know what this mentality will do to you? A lot of us don't know how to even take it on a journey of legacy. I was watching something. There's a documentary on, on Netflix. One of my, well, a coach put it up. One of my coaches put it up. It's not the kind of thing I was watching. I was like, uh-uh. But I was intrigued at the fact that, you see that message I preached about patterns. I may remember. But maybe you watch it again. It's, there's almost like an African thing. Like, it must have our name. If it's not us doing it, and we have to break it. It's broken already by the redemption of Christ. You are born again. But you have to live in that consciousness. I was watching this documentary and I saw a lot of people that paved the way. And some of them, the life they live right now does not look like people that were once pace setters. And what will happen sometimes like this? If you don't know how to partner with God and do your part and let God be God. Some people will walk over time, take decisions they don't need to take, wear out their body. Because of the fear of missing out. FOMO is a dangerous thing. You show up places you don't need to show up. Take up things you don't need to take up. I can, I, I can wing it now. I can wing it. Your body is telling you hello, hello. No, 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 no. It's just a... It is dangerous. Because it's like, it's like, it's an orphan spirit. What are you looking for? Some people are doing 10 jobs. Ah. So go, 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 meet me. Go, 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 meet me. Go, Okay. But have you forgotten that there is, there's, a, there, there's a way that cement right the end is destruction? So when I said hard work and smart work, I knew what I was saying. Because there's nothing like being your promised land and be tormented. You can't rest. You can't take break. You are watching. No, 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 no. Ah, there's another one. No, Bishop was saying, Bishop was saying that feed. I don't know if you didn't join feed. Bishop and Emmanuel session. My God. Can we celebrate God for them? My God. There's some of us, part of this form is what? There's one, there's one investment. Hey, Alpha, Alpha, Alpha. You need to, have you paused to say, Holy Spirit, do I do this? Do you, do you do your due diligence to secure? We've learned, we learned the hard way, Bishop and I. And never again. That was never again. Because it's your family member that brought, doesn't mean it's legit. And doesn't mean that they've done the due diligence. What am I saying? Men that God uses, they were focused doing what they should do. I preached a message again. I said, Aaron and all were lifting up the hand of Moses. Imagine they were busy lifting up somebody else's hand. When it was time for them to actually lift Moses' hand, they were not there. Are you so occupied doing everything else but that which you were called to do, you're now, that at the time of your miraculous visitation, you're not there. Or you're worn out. Example, the foolish virgin. They add oil, but it ran out. I don't think, now this is me paraphrasing. 
these other ones, what did they know that made them? Because you must understand foolish virgin. That's like just paradox. To be a virgin already is a virtuous thing. But what foolish on top of it? It's like saying oppressed Christian. That's what we're seeing right now. Depressed Christian. That's what we're seeing right now. Broke Christian. Bad work ethic Christian. They know you are a worshiper, but your work is in the sea. Floating off. What did it drown? Well, let's change that today. How? What has God placed in your now? Do the best with it like that's all your life. Yes, I know you are called to greatness. Do it. Because guess what? No seed dies. If you are faithful in the little, I started by saying this, it will give you your own. It's a matter of time. Seed don't die. The seed of greatness does not die. But you might not repeat in that place, oh. But seed always come together and speak for you. But at the same time, as you're working hard, don't, the, the next installment, last, I hope finally the Lord will help me to allow me to teach that message of contentment. The reason why people are, ah, lack of contentment. Our smartness. Why don't you talk to the one that knows all? The person that's showing you a guy, and they are showing this thing like, oh, it will come clean. Guy. Does that one even control his life? So why don't you depend on God? Is somebody hearing me? So example of Paul. Paul was giving some of the things that happened to him. In strength, Paul says, I speak, 11 verse 22. At the ministers of Christ, I speak as full. I am more, well, in labor, no, 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 verse 22. He was just talking about some things he has gone through. He says that in labor more abundant, in stripes, <laughs> in stripes above measure, in prison, what am I using? Sorry, please, let me use NLT. From verse 22. Are they Hebrew? So am I. Are they Israelite? So am I. Are they descendant of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman. But I've served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leader gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rod. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent the whole night and day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've suffered dangers from the rivers and from robbers. I have faced dangers from my own people, the Jews, as well as the Gentiles. I've faced danger in the city. I've faced dangers in the desert and on the, on, and on the see. I face dangers for men who claim to believe us, but they are not. I've worked hard and long, enjoying many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty. Even more, I've gone without food. I have shivered in the cold, without clothing to keep me warm. He went on and on. And this man tells you, rejoice, and I say again, rejoice. I don't want to go into my last part of it. What am I saying? Your now may have all of this, but doesn't negate the fact you're walking in the miraculous. How do you survive all of this but for the grace of God? Some of you, you have survived things that even your grandfather cannot undo. I know you look at that, your grandfather, your, maybe they have a picture in your house, you do like this. And your mommy have told that, oh, this man, he do great things. Let him come and try it now. To every man's journey, give grace 
and celebrate what God is doing in your life. So maybe you grew up knowing that God, if it's you, let two people call me and two people call you. You're not in a season, God, if it's you, let two people call you. One person did not call you. You can't judge God unfaithful. I mean, we know that one. God, if it's you, let someone just pay for my Uber. Or if it's you, Lord, that contract I'm signing, that 10 million contract, let it just happen. And it happened. And another than Lord, if it's you, I said sometimes, I said to somebody, sometimes you don't know how blessed you are until you see the things God is allowing you to pay for. I'll say that again. Sometimes you don't know how blessed you are until you see your bills. Not based on wasteful spending, but you see your bills or you see the things God is asking you to fund. Some of you need to pause again, close your eyes and think. Some of you are paying school fees. Some of you are taking care of people. Some of you are being a blessing to certain people. Can you just think again for a moment about your now? Do you want to repent for ways you have judged your now wrongly? And say, Lord, I am grateful. And are there areas you need strength? Can you ask God for strength? In Jesus' name. Can I have the questions? Let me read this testimony. After this morning prayer, I was just thinking of God and what Pierre shared, especially when it comes to healing and faith. And I just want to share my testimonies and thoughts. The same God that healed me of menstrual cramps. I'm telling you, Moji is the one person I know. Ladies, are you here? Can we just thank God for that testimony because we can like to have it. Moji is one person that doesn't have menstrual cramps at all. But that was not the case before. Because we're talking about something similar to this, about how healing and faith, some of us are angry, God did not heal this person, but this person I know died. I said, Let him really, let's take a stock of our life to see the other great things God has done. He said, the same God that healed me of menstrual cramps, it used to be bad. And I wanted to stop using felvin because of future side effects. I remember in 2019 telling him that if I had to stop using this drug, it should please heal me completely. And it did. I haven't had cramps since then. I have been struggling with cold sores since 2009. They used to really be bad. Um, I can't eat pepper. In fact, because of it, I stopped eating pepper. My lips would bleed, get stuck together. wasn't very pleasant. I prayed to God for perfect healing, but it, that didn't happen. Instead, during my NYC in 2012 at camp, it led me to a youth copper doctor who recommended to, I take multivitamins when it's on my lips. I break out when I'm stressed about to see my period or stay under the, under the sun for too long. And as I started taking Centrum every day since then and, I, and it worked. The number of times I broke out reduced drastically. Some years I didn't take it at all. It broke out once this year because I was under stress, but it healed. It was healed during the week. What I'm saying is the same God that healed me, can you take this, of cramps completely, is the same God who used a doctor to give me solution to something I've been battling with for the longest. I really felt sick in 2018 and my breathing was affected. I was in the hospital for two weeks and I had to refer to a general hospital to see a specialist. This entire ordeal lasted for two months. They did bronchoscopy to check my lungs, did scans and all. All they saw was part of it was um, calcified and wasn't harmful. But when I was struggling with my breathing and the, this impacted me, I was weak. I was even battling myself. It was a struggle. I remember one faithful night as I went to bed, I was listening to healing scripture. I remember while I slept, Jesus visited me in my sleep. I woke up healed, so much strength. I could bath myself the next month. That's another miraculous. She doesn't know how it happened. Fast forward in 2020, I fell ill again. This time I was throwing up. Uh, she had something. She had GED and it was affecting her. I was nauseous, but I kept praying. Now, the same God that healed me of sickness that we didn't have a name to is the same God that gave me great doctors to help me get the right diagnosis and provide a great solution. Well, uh, why, will I now say God doesn't heal? No. He heals, he does it directly, be it by medicine or he appears to you miraculously. 
God heals. It might not be how we want it, but it does. And I'm a living testimony. God is good and is faithful. Anybody blessed by that testimony? The blessing of perspective. The blessing of perspective. Some disappeared miraculously. Some she had to use medicine. Some she had to talk to somebody. Some she had to, what am I saying? The same thing about your now. If you don't navigate, if you don't define it right, you judge God unfaithful. There's some things you are still trusting God for, but are they things that God has done? Like Moji, I want to encourage, I told a group of people, go and write out something God has done for you in the last one year. Or look back your life in the last 10 years. Are you the same person that you are today? Some of you are looking all together. If you look at your picture when you're in secondary school, it's orange and green. Some of us that you are driving car like, oh, oh God, this car, I'm tired. Was there even car in your immediate future when you're thinking about it? Or the job you're doing? Or the fact that you're a blessing to people? Do you think that was possible? I want us to bow our heads and begin to talk to God right now. Because you see, as you begin to thank God for your now, reflect on your now, like Gideon, though you are at the place of your work, God can still come in and do the miraculous. Though you are the place of work, God still comes in to do the miraculous. I'm here to tell somebody, yes, work hard, work smart, but expect the miraculous all the time. Work hard, work smart, expect the miraculous. Come on, open your mouth and begin to talk to God. Expect the miraculous. Ah, it's a miracle that we're still standing. Expect the miraculous. If you're watching online, I don't know what you've been through. Expect the miraculous. In Jesus' name of prayer. Praise God. I want to take this question. Let me say something. Why I said that is because I felt led by God last week to reiterate this. Work hard, work smart, but expect the miraculous. Because people were like, ah, well, I've tried it before, it didn't work. So we have people of the extreme. They believe that everything was miracle. Everything you have in your life. God cannot do miracle outside your nine to five, your business or whatever. And then we have some people that they believe that lie, lie, God is a God of dashing it all, miracle, I don't have to do anything let us be the people that understand the balance we will do our work we will be faithful with little but we expect the miraculous, someone say expect the miraculous somebody say expect the miraculous I mean, how do you explain Maybe Moji Ogunola has done all she got out, she was about to travel, she needed BTA PTA, how do you explain somebody coming out to say, ah, your face if I not see you, I will not give you, does that make sense so will that be, will that be a formula now that when you want to get your PTA Go to that branch, come out, tell the person to come out. If they don't see you, they will not give you a miracle. Because that's what happens. We hear how it's done here. Or you experience it one time, then I like God. Because when I woke up from sleep, the pain was gone. So every time I wake up from sleep, it must be gone. The idea is to trust God all the time. And let him walk out the hour. But trust God all the time. Because when I was having, asking God a question, I said, God, how do we pray then for the sick people? Do you pray telling them that, well, the sovereignty of God... So, but no, 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 no. That's me. Take, no, no. When I pray for you, I expect you to get healed all the time. Albeit, maybe some have left the not be healed. I keep trusting God. I keep, because his word cannot lie. How do I know that? Hebrews 11. Faith. Read through Hebrews 11. Some, they, they got the miracle. Some, they died believing. And I put it this way. Don't step out of faith on the account of someone that died in faith. Don't leave your faith on the account of somebody that passed on in faith. 
They just showed us how to live. Till the point of death, they were believing. Do the same. The Christianity that, oh, no, everything rose. No, 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 no. Things will happen for you. The, at, Bible says, at the end of the day, it's not your watch that God is going to show as a sign of your, it's your faith. Did you remain in faith? Like Paul, I was pressed on all sides, but not crushed. I was battered. I was, in the great days, hallelujah, I've learned how to be content. I chop chicken today, glory to God. Tomorrow, it's cheap. It's all right. We take it. <laughs> Praise God. Can we celebrate Jesus? What I believe God for is the news I'm hearing every day. The question is, am I not in line with God or am, not, am I not doing God's will that what I'm believing for is not yet manifested in my life? Meaning that maybe, how do you deal with the fact that your prayer points someone else's testimony? You rejoice in spite of it. Can I tell you something? One of the things you need to check in life generally, as people, not because you are trusting God for anything, in faith, you are standing in faith, you are a Christian. Anytime you want to pray, check, are you holding anybody in unforgiveness? Major hindrance to your life, to prayer. Secondly, are you insane? Knowingly or unknowingly? Then are you praying the word? For this person that you are trusting God for, let's say, what are you trusting God for? Whatever it is you're trusting of God. Is there a scripture you're standing on, you're praying? There's some things that I thought I was ready for. If God had given it to me before, at the time I wanted it, it would have destroyed me. So I'm grateful to God that he gave it to me when he did. But it doesn't mean, let me use a practical example. So, I'm sure you guys have heard this story. And sometimes I'm like, oh God, I'm not trying to, <laughs> but we've done naming for people, eh? In fact, we're now naming Marshalls. Somebody say naming at Marshalls. Somebody say naming Marshalls. We've had people come into services. and get, In fact, I did one miracle baby service. The two people that came in, two facilitators with me, they got pregnant. Yeah. We are still trusting God seven years and counting. So how do I, how do we relate? How do we deal? I'll say mine. And Bishop, I'll ask Bishop, say, how do I deal with the fact that I'm seeing babies. There are days I see beautiful babies. I'm like, oh, he's so cute. But I, I said this before. I've known him as I've known him more than the God of babies. I said to somebody, imagine I'm not doing anything else but waiting for a baby. That means there will not be church, there will not be anything else. My life will have no meaning. So some of those things that you think you can't do without, you are depriving yourself of other things that God wants to show that you can do. So what do I do? One, I know that God is good. How is word? I rejoice with them. Deliberately, I started giving people that are born in child. I remember another example, my car. The Lord led me to sow my car some years ago. Bless somebody with the car. But I gave it like, ah, my God, my God, next week I'm getting a new car. Ladies and gentlemen, I used Uber for three years. Yeah. When I was giving that car, if they have told me that it would take me to, I said, run me. I was so sure that my car was coming. Because the way God said it, what if I give you a new car? I said, yes, God, I'm ready. Then let's say, give the car. Yeah, now we give the car. Three years, but guess what happened in that three years? I met Elvis. Elvis, where is your hand now? I probably will not have, there's one other guy, but he's no longer in Lagos. I probably will not have met, I, I was able to witness, find purpose in your waiting. Not, the, and the purpose can just be every day. You're now, what I have is Uber. I thank you, Lord, for Uber. I remember some Uber. How I even, because at that point, I, how I was even paying for that Uber, one day my husband asked me, Missy, how do you do this thing? 
because I was praying for it. It was even a miracle. Coming from a place that I just left the, I was, I was not working, I was not doing um, a job. At that point, I was not earning anything from the mercy and the blessing. So I'm one person I can talk about this miracle and work. I know it when. Because I've touched the working parts. I've touched the, oh yeah, do this full time. And I've seen God bless both ways. So I don't know if that helped you. So in that period of time, while you're waiting for that miracle, begin to develop yourself for the miracle. You're trying to go for a car, but you can't drive. Go and learn how to drive. You have mastered it and there's no car to prove. Keep trusting the Lord. <laughs> for those times. You have to come to the front. Yeah. Another thing that happens when you are trusting God for something and um, it seems like it's happening around you, but you, are, you can't pretty much take hold of it is because something God wants to do in your now is more important than the blessing that you want to receive now. And um, I remember when oh, I Oh, sorry, I missed to... that. I was reading a question. Something I should buy the God... tape. <laughs> something God wants to do in your now is more important than the thing you want to receive now. So I remember when I wanted to get into school. Now, having a education is great, right? Of course. But I wanted a type of education in a type of school because of the inner desires that I had. And one of the things God did was he had established that he was going to get me into school, but he had also needed me to go in through a season where he can shred everything that I have attached going to school with. So that by the time school was coming, I was ready for what he was bringing. So I wanted to go to Unilag. And because I'm the only child, my mother said, I don't want you out of Lagos. Um, you know why now. She wants to. Yeah, so it was pretty much two schools, Unilag or Lasso. Of course, Unilag because, you know, Lasso. At that time, cultism was really a big thing then. So we kept trying Unilag, and I've shared my story about how I wrote an exam and I did not put my identification number. Yeah, that happened. Then I tried Lasso. Lasso, I, kept, I did the exam, I passed, but every time I went to pay school fees, they were not accepting school fees. I'd never seen it before. Like, you go to the bank and say, sorry, I, I'm, I'm supposed to pay. They say, oh, sorry, the school has not given us permission to take your money. And I did that multiple times. Now, it got to a season in my life that, of course, all my friends had, graduated, had gone to school. So my friends were having school conversations. I was having house conversations. Did you pick beans? Did it rain? Shokashowale? Go and fetch water. Those were my conversations. My friends were already in the league of Omo Mevi. See that girl in our first year. And at the, this is the club I'm going to. This is the party. So we were, but God was sifting. Now, I can't carry that mindset to a place like Covenant University. I will be expelled the first day I get there. Because I'll be looking for every way to make Unila Covenant. And it won't work. So that season of my life, God started to shred me of things. And I started to say, what do I really want? I actually want a good education. These other things are... But what I really want is a good education. I want to be able to go to a place and, and feel the fact that I have something to contribute. And God now started to work on that. You Guys, you believe that God worked with me even to the point of me reading dictionaries. I speak a certain type of way now and it's Come such a tool to my, to my work that some people... I, I've had a friend look at me and say... How did you learn? No, I Including at that me. season I was reading dictionary. So when I'm hearing words like verbose, when I'm hearing words like juxtapose, when I'm hearing things like expatiate, it was not because I was there was a season where God was shredding me. Now I got the school. Now I got the job. 
But that season in my life, if I didn't go through it, I would have messed up when I was ready or when he was ready to give me. So please, when you see that you are genuinely praying, and like P.I. said, it's not the sin, it's not the, mm -mm, it's none of that. You know that this is me actually standing in faith. Start to thank God because God is doing something. God is, is, is going into your future, seeing that your future can be corrupted if it does not deal with it now, and he's dealing with your now so that your future can be great. So I thank God that my story is not one that got an opportunity to go to Covenant University, but got rusticated because it took time in three years to take away rusticatable behavior. <laughs> Do you get that? Wow, can we celebrate God for that? Praise God. Someone says here, uh, okay, let me just do the, I'll, okay, let me use the trust. We would keep at, if you have any other one, Maybe next week? Yes, I will quickly right. do this. Praise God. Um, okay, I've done this. This one I saw about... Okay, how do you overcome doubt when you are trusting God for something? I think the last thing Bishop said answered that, did he? How do you trust God when you are doubting the word? You see, a lot of us, the word, there is no... I, see, eh? We have gone high, low, sideways. We can't be wiser than the one that's created a way out. One of the ways you remain standing is the word. So how do you start to read the word? How do you start to read the word? Make it, read your Bible, pray every day. We have your version that has made it a lot easier now. You pick promises after church. You can pick those things. Right, in fact, I will write out the promise just so that I can stick in my head. I will write it out. I will check different translation. I would then, having done all he has said, I'm trusting God that there's something that is working. And, but I know there's some people, what is we are saying? I need the thing now. The question then is, what if he doesn't do it? Have you come to that point of, what if he doesn't do it? The Lord, somebody came to me and said, what if God doesn't give you children? I said, ah. I said, oh, pay me. But I thought about, what if? Will I judge him unfaithful? You see, that faith of, even if he doesn't. So that means, I've come to know God for who he is, not just what he can do. And, I, and I'm okay with the testimonies of those around me and other things in my life to sustain that is good and what you are said in the word. I know this is not a common, common thing, but the reality about waiting, I realize that you can't, waiting is waiting. It, I don't know how to explain. How many of you have gone through a waiting period? You are, you are waiting. Like a nine-month pregnant woman, no matter how much she wants a baby comes, it can't come in two months. There's a problem if it comes ahead of time. It comes way before time. They have to take her, put the baby, so even the baby, if she birthed a baby in three months, the baby is in incubator. So even some miracle that you want now, if it comes, God forbid casualty, you are not yet ready for it. So there's not, see, waiting is part of the order of things. So we have to embrace it, seed, time, harvest. In between seed and harvest is time. So it wasn't just a word of seed, time, and harvest. So seed, time, harvest, time. There's that one. But what about seed, time, harvest? So I hope that helps us in Jesus' name. And you would always have to wait. The question is, what do you want to do while you're waiting? How many of you go to the lobby of a very powerful man that he has told you, I want to have a meeting with you by 10? How many of you will go with a book? How many of you go with Spotify, like, ensure that your music is on? You know you are going to wait. You know this rich man will come. Chances are he will come late. But you know you are not going to leave that place until that thing that he's going to give you, that check for your wedding that you know will be huge. You know when you tell me that, Daddy, I'm getting married. Are you serious? You're like a daughter to me. Hey, how much is your haul? When they start to speak in the range of, do you have a car? 
that you are going to use. You know those kind of big things. Say, come and see me in your, my office. You already have an expectation that by the time I leave this man's place, this problem is sorted. So the issue now becomes, you know you must wait. The question you now have to do is, what do I do while waiting? So some of you go with earphones and you're listening to music and you make sure that you have charged your phone. That's why you go with 2%. Because you know you'll be bored. But that boredom will never lead you to leave that place before time. If that man doesn't call to say, I am not coming, you are not leaving until the security says, Organo, they come. In fact, some of you do the extra mile. When the security tells you that Organo, they come, you say, no, Organo told me is Come on. Come you would always on. have to wait. The come question on. is, what are you waiting doing? Wow. And I think for that, Bishop, is the knowledge of who the person is. So you see, the knowledge of God, if you're still trusting a God you suspect, waiting will be like a chore. If you're trusting a God you suspect, you can't trust a God you suspect. Another thing that I said, I mean, if you have traveled, for instance, you're going to Atlanta from Nigeria, that's like what? If, and God use Delta. That's like what? So, 10 hours. Mama, you know, if it's your first time of traveling in a plane, you are gingered. But no matter how ginger you are, after two hours, imagine you're just staring at the window. After two hours, Baba, you want to find something else. See, no matter how impatient you are, they can't speed up the plane to arrive there in six hours. So what do you do? Hey, joke. Like Bishop said, oh yeah, there's TV. There's books. Some of you, that's how you have inspiration of writing poem. You write poem. Some of you visit toilet up and down. Some of you even make friends. You know, sometimes when we're traveling, I've seen people start chatting with the air hostess people. You just see people that don't even know themselves. They start around the toilet area. So maybe they around, maybe they around the business class or whatever class. Some people even leave their class and walk to a place, and I just just in. You see people just talking. Say, wow, you see, they are standing. Oh, I'm just stretching my leg. No, they were not so angry that they jumped out of the plane. They had to wait. Can we embrace waiting? You see, there's no, that life. Even all through life is waiting. If you want to go to work, you have to wait in your car or your bus. You can't just say, time for work. Enter. You have to wait. All around creation, we see the pangs of waiting. So the question is, how do you... That example, Bishop, beautiful. is a case of, uh -uh, it happened to me. There's somebody that said, come and see me for a wedding. <laughs> I do go there. I didn't enjoy the old man who was saying, I was just laughing, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, because of you, and it gave me a great check as at that time. Because of the idea of what you want. So, can the knowledge of, I know is only God I have. Some of the reason why we can't wait is because we think we have alternatives. Yes. Yes. If you are sure that it's just God, would it be okay to say, I will wait. Music, you, you are prepared for waiting. You charge your phone, get power bank. In fact, some of you travel, you get that foam thing. Anyhow, the chair do you. You sleep. Can we thank God for the grace to wait? That's so beautiful, Bishop. No matter what, I, I waited, though. I went to see that man. He kept, was busy until I could find him. I kept going back because he was a check. He was a check. Amen. Um, so when you say don't make excuses, find your way around it. How does someone that how can someone be faithful at their 9 to 5, 8 to 5, getting on by 10 p.m. and 9 p.m. earliest and needs rest elsewise, but there are programs upon programs and worker duty, workers' duty. Like the old like art is in it, but after trying everything, there doesn't seem to be a way. What do we do? I mean, that's a good question, right? Uh, you don't think so. Explain. 
when I used to work in the bank, my husband knows, I would come down, I didn't get home the earliest, 9 p.m., 10 9, 10. In fact, my own was even blessed. If you, are, if you are in the bank and you're marketing, can you raise your hand? Okay. One of the things that, now, it doesn't happen everywhere. I had one or got that period that he felt that it was life, his life purpose was to make us not just be bankers. As if the man is realizing for, I have a dream. That someday your life will be great. Because there are things that is not part of our, it's not, we didn't need to come to the, to the office every Saturday. So for that period, I didn't go for any, wedding was after the work. Again, seasons of life. If you don't understand season of life, you just be angry. Because guess what? I was a leader in church. And me too, I was inspired. I would do training for my team. So even though I work Monday to Saturday, I was still in church early on Sunday. There's a perspective. Number one, I'm not doing it now. I'll tell this person, think about why you're doing what you're doing. Define your why. Service for me is an expression of love. It's not unto man. It's an expression of love. So I picked the one. Now, it's not all programs I can go for. So again, which one is needed at the time? For me, I was heading my department, so I, there was no excuse. Sometimes I would do training. So I, I always come to church early, and we don't leave early either. Like when we're done with church, we still have meeting upon meeting, and I was in a relationship. So for our relationship, we had to see Sunday. That Sunday afternoon, evening time was when we see, and I had to be back on time because my mother gave me coffee, yes. It's funny that our coffee does not affect when I'm coming from work, but it affects all the day when I'm at home. You see your mother's call? Ibolowa. That's all you need. I'm, I've left cinema before. I call on my mother. I just said, hey. I said, I need to go. <laughs> I left the brother there. Anyways, so my point is, <laughs> my point is this, for this person, go back to your why. This nine to five thing you're saying is the reality. The question is, what's the wisdom to go around it? If you don't have a heart of God, I thank you. Now, go back. Before you add this job, was it a prayer point? If it was a prayer point, that means you stop thanking God for it. Go back to thanking God for it. Don't forget that there was a time it was like, God, give me joy before I die. So you have a job now. Father, thank you for this job. Did it mean that I was always, I come back. In fact, there was a time I was worried that I came back because I would always cross very funny places to come back home late at night. I said, Lord, I many of you know that Apapa place, that there was a time where the road was so bad, they were always rubbing. I said, Lord, you have to keep me in this place. And then I would go to work and then one man would tell us we must read book. The man said we must read book. Every, he would give us book every month or every week. One ridiculous thing, we must come and present. She is number, they say we should print. Which one is this book thing? But guess what? There's certain things he did. Some books we read that changed my life forever. See, somebody says seasons. You will not always have to do that. It might be 10 years of your life. It might be like, for instance, Bishop, when my husband was still working in, FM, in FMCG, hey, he did, what's time? He, so sometimes he had time, but he was, Bishop was always doing, I don't know if I'm most emotional thing about this. There was a time Bishop was selling canned drinks in traffic. But they told him that it was a salesman job. So when I was like, he's not in my, they told him he was, he was salesman. They, he have car, he have ID card. He's not contract staff man. But there were drinks that needed to be sold. And the company like, get it sold. All of them, graduates, CEO, masters, PhD, they roll up their sleeve. And he was selling. I think it was the time he saw his, one of his classmates in traffic. See, there's some things God will put you through. It will qualify you for your next. But one of the things 
people, one of the things the bank did for me, ah, I would have been, because I was, a, I was one of those guys, I don't understand when you were struggling. There were some things that, he, there was some discipline he put into me. That God realized that if I allow you to go just here like this, I've worked with some faith-based people and all of that, and I'm sorry to say, there were some things that were not there. So Bishop Kari Dakan, like, I can never forget. You say, Missy, I'm going to a job. You, you will see this selling. He started selling even in church. Bishop will put it at the back of his car. But is that the guy sitting out here? Seasons. I said it last week. You will work more than, some, in the beginning for some people, you will work more than you are being paid for. But time will come when you will be more paid than you are doing the work. These were the words of my mentor years ago when I sat in the bank. Now, his headache is different now. His leadership. Now, he should say, ah, it means you're more free, oh. Back in the day, so why is they doing like this? Why are they doing like this? Now, he's there. Now, he's like, hey, we are doing like this. We are doing like this. Seasons. How do you manage with church? Is that's why I would say, what is your why for service? I'm telling you, there's a grace. I, <clears throat> I just had grace. The next morning, I was, I was awake. But if you see it as... I don't deserve this. Then you might not be able to navigate that season properly. Did I help you with that? So good. So pick the things you need to do. It can't be all programs. People were angry. Wedding, at best, I'll come at your reception. If I can make it, sometimes I can't because I have to rest. So I treasured my Sunday. If I'm not spending the brother I want to marry, I'm in my house. Sometimes brother I want to marry, drop me at home. We'll, we'll do the conversation in my house or on the phone. We have to find a way. But our lives change and our lives have changed yet again. Now, I'm not doing that long hours physically in a box, but now I'm doing 24 hours. And the only reason why I can manage the pressure of what I do now was because of I've God has exposed me to pressure a while ago. So while the pressure is different in times of maybe travel time and everything, he has not reduced the pressure. Now I'm paying salary. There's that one, I was just a father, Lord. Ogata, Ogata. We sell or we don't sell. I collect. I'm waiting for end of the month. Now, I'm going to Father, the end of the month is coming. Your people will not be put to shame. That pressure, that pressure, it's different. They are looking to be compliant with tax. It's, it's different. I used to tease my husband. Like, ah. Even Bishop said, I miss it. Well, because he too, he do wait month end, he collects it. But it doesn't make my work, it doesn't make his work easier than mine. It's just seasons. So see it as seasons. Okay, all right. Praise God. What is God's role in the death of people? <laughs> really? Does it just allow it? Is it one of those things that we'll never understand when we, until we see God? When it's, aren't they saved? Let me start by saying it's, it's hard, but realize, realize people will die. At some point, we have to die. What we pray against is untimely death. And yes, it's something we'll never understand till we get to heaven. Why some people fasted and prayed? How many of you, Bishop showed me something of one, a man that his wife passed this week and he showed a picture of the wife online. I just saw it. I'm like, wow. And they showed us at a point, the man was raising his hands to worship while his wife was looking like he was almost gone. Go, I want to encourage you, read Hebrews 11. We, we make faith. Faith cannot be to get things. Faith is how we live. Trust is not, trust is not, in, is not a verb. Trust is a noun. 
Trust is what is being, not doing. You can praise God, but you, you have to trust God to be. Why am I saying this? If you read the book of Hebrews 11, you see people that, the Bible says, they, they did not renounce their faith, though they were going to be killed. I'm paraphrasing. They dared to believe God to the point of death. And that's where I want us to all get to. So, I said I was not praying with someone. No, believe absolutely. Pray. Trust God. But haven't done all. And at the end of the day, the, no, I was reading a scripture today. It said, um, said, and there will be a life in Christ. And I thought about it. Whether they are here or they are there, they are alive in Christ. It's just location that changed. For us that they left, be, that they left behind, of course, we feel their presence. They feel their absence, rather. But they are there with God. Um... There's a video I would recommend. There's, if you check on YouTube, Lois Evans Memorial. If you fast forward to three hours plus, the son was sharing how he dealt with the fact that people were praying around their house that their mom should not die of cancer, but she still died. And she was angry with God, and God gave him a lowdown, and he shared that with us. And I think it's a very good perspective in terms of this. So, is it that God allowed, God caused it, God allowed it? Well, God didn't stop it. So, we can agree on that. It didn't stop. They still went to glory. The question is, they are life in Christ. So what our, our mind, our heart should be right now is, all people are being saved before they died. That is where we should concern ourselves. Evangelism, urgency. The urgency of preaching. That uncle, that auntie, that neighbor. Because the reason why we're saying alive in Christ is, hope they are saved before they died. Praise God. I don't know if that did justice, but the reality of the pain is, I don't think you get over grieving. It gets better with time. I don't think it will disappear. Anybody can agree with me. It gets better with time. You will miss them. You will think about them. But think about the memories that you guys had together. But this idea of we can, we, we don't have control over everything. But we can trust the one that has control. So, um, okay. How do we deal with guilt? What's going on? How do we deal with guilt? How do we deal with guilt? Is it that ministers are perfect because, because it seems they never want to apologize, but rather give reasons for their actions as pain caused by, opposed to acknowledging actions? Okay. I think it's not just, is it, okay, let's use the case in point to use ministers. Are they always right? No. Are they perfect? No, they are not. We are not perfect. On behalf of all the ministers, the association of ministers. No, 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 no. We're, we're never perfect. I don't know the context of this. But be, be, be sure that your need for apology is not eroding your perspective to see the true picture of things for both ends. If the person is wrong, why not? The person should apologize. However, I've learned that you can't control the action of people. You can control how you receive it and respond. And then a lot of times when we say we want to have conversations with people, be sure. And if you say they are causing you pain, that's deep. If you, say, if you say that it's causing you pain, but I don't think you want to delay an apology before you enter onus. Because this is the case of a pastor. Tomorrow it can be your boss. Tomorrow it can be your husband. Tomorrow, this thing about life, about offense, offense does not know relationship. Maybe cuts deep. A pastor that you don't love very well or you, are, you might not really care Abby, about what they do. So maybe there's something there. Maybe there's honor. Maybe there's respect. The question is how have you, have you, how have you communicated the thing? Is it the right timing? And then when I have conversation with people, I then ask a question. What did you do wrong? Or what did you learn? If it's just the other party, then you might be missing out on lessons. 
you're missing out on lessons. So on this kind of situation, I want you to pray about it because I realize, for instance, the case of parental. If I had waited for my mom to have to finally tell me, Missy, how many of you are still waiting for your mother to tell you, I'm sorry? How are you living with them? If I waited for my mom to say, ah, Missy, that thing I did, I was so wrong. Omo, I'll be a grandmother. Because eventually, I had to learn that a lot of times we are waiting for closure, we are hanging closure on people. That's too much control. With the Holy Spirit with yourself, you can deal with it and have closure. Forgive and forget. That's the latest too. Can I give was talking about forget? I used to think that it's just slang. No, 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 no. You can choose to forget. And when a thought comes to your mind, you can choose like, you know what, I refuse to think about this. You can say it out like, this is what I think about this person. This is it. And you move on. Why am I saying that? I wanted, I didn't know I had the certain things I needed to resolve with my mom. And there was a particular time out of nowhere. And if you don't deal with this hurt, it will come out. My husband started telling me, he said, I noticed this thing when you're when you're talking, like I was, I, I get agitated. <sighs> Eventually, God helped me. I dealt with it. I prayed, and God asked me a question. He said, "If all this woman did was to give birth to you, she doesn't owe you anything anymore." So some of us need to forgive. If this, if this person, if they, are they preaching true message? Do they have the spirit of God? There's something Bishop said. Please go and get that recording of Friday. Bishop addressed this situation with Emmanuel. And Bishop spoke about something like this. Are they preaching the gospel? Eli might not be a fantastic father, but was a great mentor. Eli did not, maybe that's what Bishop said, he did not deal with all the things his children should do. But he was able to point Samuel to hear God. If he was such a bad person, God should never have come through him. God should have made sure that Samuel could hear him well. So sometimes, you might not be able to reconcile. You might see the pastor, this person, and the this person must be able to differentiate. And the man said something, not all your pastors will be your friend. And it's okay. Because sometimes you're trying to, if you're trying to force, if you, are, if you have a multidimensional relationship with somebody, if you don't know how to manage it well, you'll mess the entire thing up. So you must be able to separate the two. Do they love God? Do they have good message? Is their life getting better? Forgive them and let it go. That hurts. Take it to God and deal with it. And the reason why I say this is because eventually one day, I was talking with my mom. And she said, ah, ah, I'm sorry, oh. Eh? But, no, she said, no, she said, I'm sorry. She said, ah. We're talking about something random. I'm af- I was afraid. She made reference to something that happened to me going. I was like, ah, ah, you see, you scared me. I was afraid. Ah, my be- she just said in passing. She didn't repeat it though. So catch your sorry like that and move on. <laughs> you know? But at the point she was saying it, I realized that something had happened to me before she said it. Because it didn't matter if she said it anymore. I was able to love her. That, God did not allow that conversation to happen until I was able to love her without apology. So when I learned how to love my mom fully without apology, acknowledgement, I see you, I hear you, I received the blessing of God. And one day randomly the conversation happened and it was okay. So sometimes you wait till, and this is across board, marriage or, how many of you are married here? Uh, Like it's a great institution. But if you are waiting for your partner to cut it, cut it, cut it quick. This is how I feel, I'm sorry and everything. I know. Bishop, you want to say something to that? Yeah. Sorry, the last question and we'll close service. How many of you have been blessed by this? Let your need for peace be greater than your need for being right. Um, 
Sometimes you go to places, God does not always send you to places so that, let me be careful so that you don't take something else. I'll use the case point of Eli. Eli was a struggling father, but he was a good priest, right? The word that birthed Samuel actually came from Eli. The woman was crying. You remember the story now? Anna was crying. And Eli came and he gave a bad diagnostics of the matter. A diagnostic you should not even say to a woman in pains. Uh-uh, it's too early to be drunk. Can you imagine you coming to Shiloh? I'm just using Shiloh because... Or you go for NSPP, any prayer meeting. Shall you go for when's when's pray? When's when's pray? It's a bit of a tongue twister. My wife has the grief for giving us things that... I are area. When first ring. Now, you go to that kind of event and you are deep in sorrow. And prayer just comes. Ah. Auntie, ah. it's too early to be drunk. She's not even of God. How can she? she was not even, even if she does not know the situation, that's the first thing she should say. That was what Eli said. Eli said that it's too early to be drunk, madam. And the woman responded, No, my Lord, my sorrow. You know, guys, my sorrow is, is deeper than this thing that you are saying, sir. And the next word Eli gave was the answer to her prayer. What if she got in offense? That's one. Two, Samuel was a boy that got into the house of Eli as a small boy. So what it means is Samuel was seeing all the rubbish that Eli's children were doing. And he was not corrupted. So I'm sure Samuel would just be looking at the daddy like, ah, that Baba Odeh, so for you to talk to your children. So, but he didn't do that. The Bible says that when he heard a voice, he went to him, Eli. He went so often that Eli said, you know what, the third time, this is God. Guess what, guys? The call that God was calling Eli, I was calling Samuel, was for Eli. Can you see how God will intertwine you with people that sometimes they, they, they are not all together? He needed to hear the word from the man that God wanted to talk about. Almost like God wanted to gossip about Eli and he had to go through Eli. There are sometimes that you come to a service and a pastor will tell you, love, love. I'm just saying. And that man is still struggling with the love. But God is telling you, take that message of love and show him love. I'll say this last thing. The Bible said, Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Did they really not know what they were doing? You see, there is a time where your need for peace will allow you to give grace to people's mess-ups. Jesus earning the name Prince of Peace needed to establish peace even when he could have cursed them. The Bible says if Jesus called an, a legion angels, they would have come down and they would have finished everybody. He had done it before in the Old Testament. So it was not something that he could not do again. I'm sure you know that Jesus was lettered. He knew the word. He knew the scriptures. He knew the scrolls. But he took up forgive them for they know not what they do. Because I want to imagine that the angels in heaven were like, waiting to happen for you. Waiting did they try to do? They were ready, you know now. And Jesus was like, guys, chill. They don't know what they do. Let your need for peace be greater than your need for justice. 
more often than not, God being a faithful God, justice comes later because our Father is a just God. Sometimes justice comes and you don't even know. You see why you can never wait for justice to be whole. Be whole with peace and let God do justice. I mean, I've had cases of people um, that it was so bad. I think maybe, it, for instance, people that, if you people not to trivialize people that were abused, and that's why you can't wait till something happens before you get your healing. What if that person meets with God and asks God for forgiveness, and then we are still in our pain? So what I'm saying is, it is important to pursue. You see, this love walk is everybody. It doesn't know title. Is everybody. I'm pastor, I'm messenger, and everybody. And it also shows Eli that as much as, because Eli said, come and tell me the thing. So even the, whatever they told you, come and tell me. Because at the end of the day, what if you want, you'll be the one God will put a message in your mouth for that leader? Would they be able to receive it? Would they be able to receive it? Because I, I think it was, I think it was, I don't know if it was Bill Johnson or Pastor that I said that. You cannot give correction to a grace you've not honored truly. 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 There's certain people that can call certain people and say, ah, there's some people that can't. Because truly, the test of honor and respect and maybe love or whatever, you've not even truly come into that. I pray the Lord will help you. I know it can be very painful. It can be very... The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Lastly, how do I know when to wait on God for deliverance or we strategize and plan again? The fruit of everything you believe God said you should do will determine if truly you are in obedience or not. And the fruit of it doesn't just mean external workings, what's happening on your inside. Because you can be getting external results, but maybe you are compromising and you are decaying on the inside. So, um, for instance, some people say, God gave me this word, and they've been pursuing this word for years, if that's what you mean. They've been saying, oh, God told me not to walk, or told me to work. And the fruit of that, over time, you can seek counsel, talk to God, seek counsel. So, because it's important to know the context of this message. There are people that they need to actually re-strategize. Like, I think two years ago, there was something I've always done in a particular way. And two years ago, the Lord, last, no, last year, the Lord woke me and said, "January, Missy, this is foolish. He didn't tell me since I was foolish. Because he allowed it in a particular season. And he told me, this is foolish. Do it this way from now. And that saved me. A lot of things. So sometimes, yes, yeah, you have to always keep going back. And another thing is this. I was talking about the will. Oh my God, what's God's will? How do I know God's will? In relationship and intimacy, you, you begin to walk in the will of God. Amen? How do I know, understand seasons and when is this? I think I've understood the question about season. When do I know that a season is over? When do I know that a season is over? How do I know I've entered a new season? Now, don't let us make season look like season. It's just simply making the best of your now. When you have faithfully done a now, there will be a transition. Either in your spirit, either physically. For instance, you get promoted at a job. Either um, even the, your, so some spiritual virtues are developed in your life. You will always know. You would always know that there's a new place. There's a new requirement. There's a new responsibility. So when you're season, I remember it was Mensa Otterbill. That some people go around, no, Chris Valentin and Chris Valentin. That some people go around repeating that, oh, it's a season. And they've been there, no growth, no development for over 10 years. Over 20, I say, it's a season, it's a season. Please don't use lingua, just, oh, I'm in a season. It's a season I'm in. Every season requires growth and development. Regardless of the season you are in, regardless of whether you're in another season or former season or your season, make sure you are growing 
and you are developing. Church, have you been blessed? Can we rise on our feet? Come on. Can you celebrate all those people that sent their questions? Some of you are just sitting down. Some of you, ah, uh, uh, celebrate God. Come on, come on. Please, if service ever becomes a burden, you can really just take a moment and pause. Talk to, yeah, please talk about that. Um, if you get into a season in life um, and it seems like service is becoming burdensome, um, more often than not, there are things that we call interferences. Um, service should be something that is delightful, you know. Um, even when we work and we, you know, work, there's the joy of salary now. We all know when we get happy. You know, so working for God, there's always an expected end. There's a joy. But when you start to see that you are being, you are losing that joy, the first thing you need to do, honestly, evaluate. Let me tell you the thing about God. God doesn't see the act. He sees the heart. He doesn't see the act. He sees the heart. There are times and time over again that God will say, if you don't praise me, I will raise stones. What is he saying? It's not the lyrics of your mouth that moves me. It's something that comes from your heart that I'm interested in. So if your heart is not going to be there, don't worry. I, as, I would as well use a stone that has no capacity for a heart. That is how he sees it. If your heart, your heart is the exceptional thing that gives your worship juice. Let me put it that way. It's your heart that gives it essence. Because the trees, um, you, you know the trees worship him, right? But they have no heart. But what makes your own spectacular is because it's coming from here. And that is why I, I, I heard the message from someone. He says, the reason why the devil is so angry with you is the devil messed up once and God casted him out. You, you keep messing up because you have a heart of Christ. So God sees you and he's like, hey, my son. Because he sees Jesus. You understand? So the moment your heart is not there, evaluate. The next thing you want to do is there is an interference. Something is blocking you. Either there is a loss, either there is, you know, a pain, either you used to do this thing so that you could get, and it seems like as if you are not getting anything. Either, you know, there is a toxicity in that environment that there is an interference. And what do you do? Have conversations with authorities, with people that can guide you towards taking away that interference. Or else, what will happen is you will now start to hide your gifts or hide your love for God. You stop serving and you are still like... You understand? And you see that there is a bunch of that going on in the world now where maybe they went through a season in church. They did not talk or navigate it. They now took up a narrative that I'm not serving in church. My own is to come and say amen in church. You remember those team? Team Shadra Shami, I'm just here for church, you know? But you rub yourself off a heart connection. Guys, there's so many things that happen when you serve God with your heart. As against just coming to church and lifting up holy hands. There is a, there is a deeper level. You know, some people have conversation with me here and we're like, hey, what's up? How you do? But you see, there are some people yet in this church that we have very heart-to-heart conversations. Those guys get the best of me. When we talk, they're like, whoa, people, you can share this. You are this vulnerable. Because they are serving. They, they, we, we have entered into a certain level of koinonia. Don't just stay at the outer level because somebody hurt you in your way to the inner level. Do you understand me? So whenever you have that season where there is, there is an interference, know that God always wants intimacy. He wants to parable. He wants to, he wants to love more. And he wants to love on you. That's the nature of your father. He wants to be entwined with you. But things will always want to create a separation. 
Fix that separation and you can come back to God. Then for the person that was asking about how do you know when a season is over, I sense the Lord is saying to me that we may not be able to fully justify or explain to you that question or give you an answer now. Maybe we, ha- we can have a side conversation because sometimes you can actually know, yes, the context we don't know. Sure you get there. Sometimes that the season actually shows by drought. The Bible said concerning Elijah that when the ravens stopped providing food and the brook got to dry, he knew that that season was over. One of the reasons why he could propel to go to the widow of Zarephath was because there was nothing that he was waiting on. There was no food there. So he would rather listen to the word of God that was a promise than stay there when there was no water or no food. So sometimes seasons change by drought. You can sense that you have to leave something by drought. Even if it's a relationship, you love the boy, you love the girl, but you just start to feel a drought. It could mean that this is not of God. But like I said, it's not absolute. So if you take this alone, it may not be the answer. But when we have conversations, the Spirit of God will point us into whatever direction that the Lord is saying. Amen. Praise God. Can we just say a word of prayer and say, Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. In Jesus' name. I think um, there was a particular morning we are praying together some weeks ago. No, 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 no. Where was it? Oh, it was a workers' meeting. And Bishop said something to me when we are going. I'm saying, Missy, you really can talk about this because there's something about it. And I'm always passionate about service. Reason is because I can show you across board. Everything I have today is as a mercy of the love of God and service. And service. You can't, so if, I'm, if you're serving and you don't see it, ah, no, 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 no. You need to pause because as busy as we are, even Bishop, nine to, like, feed. He got home almost to 11 because he had to wait in his office or past 10. Yeah, I had to wait in the office to do feed. And you know that feed was two hours, which is, we did, they almost did not end. So, you're not talking to people that are not also touching and feeling it. There are days where uh, we get up or something like, I'm not, you say, Missy, get up, it's Sunday. I said, no, I want to sleep some more time. I said, Madam, you're a pastor, get up. <laughs> and I said, ah, it's true. <laughs> you know, and so, I mean, we feel it. I mean, nobody will know what happened, what we weathered through yesterday. So, all of us together, this house of work, Somebody comes there every Saturday since three years. Except there's an event here to ensure that this place is set up. So if you're putting in the work and there's something, evaluate. But can I tell you this? God is a rewarder. I've not seen that person that diligently see God. Guys, even the car I got, even the things I got, I can point you over. And if you're not getting reward of your service, not just physically, but even internally, there are revelations, there are doors, there are access. There's some conversation I've heard. I should never have heard those conversations, but on the account of service. There's some people I'm privileged to do life with, or there's some people I had to, you know, do some things for or do things with. I said, even if I was in the bank, at best I'll be there at your open account. But on the account of being where God wants me to be and service, he has a way. So I want to pray for people genuinely that want to. I don't know how I do it. I don't know. I know it's the grace of God. We just wake up. I mean, with all the multiple things I'm doing, I have done one that's, ah, I wish I'm not doing, I'm doing something else. No, there is a grace for service. There is a joy for service. There is a reward for service. There is a blessing for service. There's certain things in Bishop's life, he can show you that, ah, it's when I did this, so. Can I hear something? Sometimes I, I bank on it. I said, Lord, yesterday I was praying. I said, Lord, he said, I will serve the Lord my God. He will take away sickness and diseases from me. 
none shall be barren. I can bank on some scripture because I have context. Father, I'm not serving any mammon. I was, last, I was speaking to a father of faith. He said, if I have someone else to look up to, then, but since there is nobody else to, I will, is this God? I will die here. I want to pray for us. You can lift your hands and pray. Thank you so much for asking that question. I said, Lord, some of them is the wisdom. There's some places I had to pull out from. There's some things I had to stop doing. There's a time I even post on my own. Can I tell you something? There's a time I post on, on the personal vision God gave me for a while. I stopped. I couldn't do any way, friends, but I couldn't do some things. Because at that point, God has called me to serve a man of God, to serve a vision that was not mine. Guess what? When I picked up that vision back, it didn't look like I posted for a while because God is a rewarder. So I want to pray for you. Lift your hands and pray. I'm going to pray, Lord, a fresh baptism for service. It's, there's a joy that comes with it. There is a strength that comes with it. The Bible says their eyes did not dim. Their strength did not leave them. You, you should have vitality in your body on the account of service. In the name of Jesus, the grace, and if you are afraid of serving, Lord will lift up that veil. God will tell you what to do, where to start from. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Maybe some people can do five. Your own is one. Don't compare your strength. Another thing is, ah, they are doing like, maybe it's one you can do. Do it. And do it gracefully. Can we celebrate yourself? Come on. I'm going to wrap up service. Ah, man. Lord, we just pray for reward of service. We pray for reward of service. We pray for reward of service. A lady gave a testimony about how it was why she was doing camera here in church. Somebody saw her and she got a job. She was just taking pictures here in church. I mean, so many testimonies. Somebody else got times three of her salary on a new job. Someone found her serving in a ministry. I'm telling you, whatever your experience has been, if you don't have it, see, when you are praying, you might not know me. I said, what you do? I'm telling you, I can count over and over the blessings and the miracle of service. Because of service, I met some people. Because of service, I got some things. Ha! Huh. This is my last birthday. Some things God did. I'm still in shock. I've not processed some of the things because I don't know how to respond to it. Why? On the account of service. Sometimes serving God, serving people, do not get tired. Yes, you can feel it, but don't get tired. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for yourself and you may be seated. Hallelujah.